Welcome back, everybody, to the ROI Podcast, presented by the Kelly School of Business here on the IUPUI campus, downtown Indianapolis. I am Shane Simmons. I have the Associate Dean of Academic Programs with me here, Phil Powell, and it is that holiday shopping season. Black Friday is right around the corner as we are recording this episode, and Phil, um, you going to be doing any Black Friday shopping? No. I'm going to be sitting at my computer shopping with my, my family. So, in fact, our, our deadline for Christmas lists is today. Oh, my gosh. You're way ahead of me. I, I haven't even begun to think about Christmas shopping and, and what all that entails. But So, you're going to be behind the computer doing the shopping. You're not going to be going in the stores battling in this crazy capitalistic holiday. No. I mean, the fun of that battle is well well remembered, but the stress is not welcomed anymore. And so it is great to be able to sit down at your home computer and shop the world. And I think that this is what's changing the landscape. This is what's fueling Amazon. This is why we see empty malls. Now, will I shop a little bit a week before for some stocking stuffers or stuff like that? Absolutely. There's still a joy there, but I just want a little bit of a taste. I don't want to be my time dominated by the congestion and the traffic and this type of thing. What we're seeing in online retail is nothing less than a revolution for consumers. What you brought up segues perfectly into our discussion. And this ROI podcast episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be doing a little bit of a Q&A style with Kelly Senior Lecturer of Finance and a former retail manager, Todd Roberson, who really takes us back, Phil, talks about the history of Black Friday, kind of why it started, how it started, and then the revolution, uh, the evolution, I should say, of what Black Friday has become today. And we had a really interesting discussion with Todd. Black Friday. Time to Quite an American tradition. Really dates from about probably the 30s or 40s was when it began to be called Black Friday. Um, it's still a big tradition. Don't don't make any mistake about it. It's uh, if you look back at 2016, there were 45 billion. Excuse me, 137 million shoppers spent about 45 billion dollars um, on Black Friday in 2016. Online shopping on the same day was five billion, but the trend is unmistakable because if you look at those figures, the 45 billion dollar figure in store was a one percent increase over the prior year where the $5 billion in online sales was a 19% increase over the prior year. So, you know, obviously you don't have to be a professor of finance to understand that at some point those lines are going to cross. And I think that's what we're looking at here within uh, probably our lifetimes is those lines are going to cross. But this was the day, supposedly, when retailers' bottom line went from red to black. In other words, went from a loss to a gain, was based on this one day or more generally this one weekend. And why that is, is that retailing, if you've ever worked in retailing, which I have and a lot of us have, um, carries with it a very unique challenge and that is the unique challenge of extremely low asset turnover. And that is to say, if you've ever gone into a Nordstrom or a Bloomingdale's or something like that, and you'll walk down the aisle, you may see the same suit sitting there for three or four months, okay? So what that means is that retailers there's a couple ways to make money. One is volume and one is margin. So retailers have relied throughout the ages on making full price sales during the year because they had very low asset turnover. In other words, the same suit sat there day after day after day. That's cash. 
sitting on the rack there. So they had to take advantage of the big volume that occurred right after Thanksgiving, and they could lower their prices during that time to make money. In other words, they capitalized on the volume, not necessarily dealing with the margin, which is what they had to deal with all year long. So that is, and that's always been the case with retailing in general, is if you've ever worked in retailing, you know, if you go in in February, there's stuff sitting on the uh, stacks and rounders and whatever that's, there's a retail term for you that's been sitting there for months and months and months. How do you make money off that? Well, you have to have a big sale once or twice a year to really clear everything out. You, you mentioned that $45 billion spent last year on Black Friday in actually in-store, mm-hmm. and yeah. then uh, $5 billion online, which that was up 19%. How are retailers to, you know, they're going to have to make that tra- transition if they're not already making it. Hopefully they are. How do retailers um, make that transition so they don't become lost on this big day for, for revenue? Yeah, well... I, I, some some real changes in technology and the way business have done has or, or is being done. Excuse me, is really changed the dynamic of retailing with regard to turnover. And think about it a minute. I want to go back to Airs for a minute. And I, I worked at mentioned at LS Airs. If you think about LS Airs, the way they operated was they were both the merchandiser and the supply chain. So not only did they display the goods, and if you've ever worked in retailing, you know a lot of time is spent on the display of the goods. It's to entice the shopper to buy things. And uh, they were also in charge of the supply chain, so they were vertically integrated. Well, one thing that's happened in retailing is the advent of technology has allowed the supply chain to be disaggregated from the merchandising. In other words, I'll say it, Amazon, right? Amazon isn't really a merchandiser. They're They're a fancy supply chain is what they are. And so that has allowed that business of low asset turnover to to sort of go away because the goods don't have to sit there forever because the supply chain can get the goods right away. Now, a couple other ways that technology has impacted this and, and really has threatened traditional retailing is, as online shopping has accelerated, uh, data analytics and artificial intelligence now have allowed outlets like Amazon and more traditional retailers like Walmart to not only do merchandising, but to know what we want before we ask for it. Because we now have a history of purchases, they can use data analytics to predict what we want. And they can also use artificial intelligence because as we use devices to buy things, those devices learn what we want as well. Now the retailer is no longer in a position where they have to buy things at the beginning of the season, hope that we want them, and have them sit there for four or five months they now know what we want and they're ready to have it when we want it. I think uh, where the cutting edge of retailing is, is going to be either highly specialized, unique retailing or experiences. People are now after experiences. And brick and mortar retailing in general is very ill-suited, in my opinion, to offer experiences. Part of this is also the change in preferences of the millennial generation. Yeah. The millennial consumers are abandoning in mass McDonald's, yeah. uh, uh, Coors Light, you know uh, the macro the macro brands. How much of, of this is also just driven by by a, a radical shift in consumer preferences? Well, I, I think I, I'm going to say that many much of it is driven by a radical shift in consumer preferences. But what I would say on top of that is that 
Advances in technology and advances in supply chain management and advances in artificial intelligence and data analytics are what are, is making that possible. Because the only way to run a small operation and not lose sales is to know what your customers want, right? And the way you know what they want is by collecting data on them. And the online shopping, the ability, for, I, I mentioned a store um, earlier, James Dand in Irvington. I have a, I have a um, uh, loyalty card there. Every time I make a purchase, I swipe that card. That store now, which is operated by a local businessman, they know exactly what I want. And when they get it in, they send me an email. Okay, so I, I think that the consumer preference is sort of the, the underlying factor, but what's allowed that to be a viable business model is modern data analytic and artificial intelligence technology that allows retailers to operate without the massive inventory and stock that they had before because they know what we want before we want it. This, uh, to your point, this, this radical shift in shopping behavior is going to lead, is going to cause a, a, a huge turnover in the urban landscape. And it will happen and it will get better. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I, my, my major concern in that, obviously, whenever there are economic transformations, there are always people that are hurt by those transformations. When they invented agriculture, it put a lot of hunters and gatherers out of business, but nobody wants to go back to hunting and gathering, okay? Who tends to stand in the way of those changes oftentimes are governments. And I, uh, my, my hope is, is that our government, local city government, county government, or whatever, can be far-seeing enough to understand that changes to those landscapes may cause short-term pain for some people but are necessary in the long run. Can the big box stores that we traditionally know and love and go visit, I mean, is this something that they've they've done that, you know, were they not ahead of the curve? I mean, how, how does this affect them? And is there any um, way that they can compete with these type of online retailers like you discussed? Well, absolutely. And many of them have. I know recently I bought a basketball backboard. <laughs> There's an obscure thing uh, from Walmart. I didn't go to the store to get it. I ordered it online. I simply picked it up at the store. So more and more traditional online retailers have gotten into online business. The problem with that, of course, is, is that what that does is that cannibalizes sales from their stores. So they still have the fixed expense and overhead of running a brick-and-mortar store. This is a bit like, uh, for a while, you know, think about the New York Times, the Washington Post. You could actually look at their, their uh, content free online. Well, clearly what that ended up doing was it killed off their subscription business. So, you know, I think what retailers are, no the, the large retailers here are really noting is there, 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 there's an apocalypse coming here where the big, big box, heavily merchandised retail operation is probably under assault. And the, them, them responding to this model really is making their in-store operations, in effect, obsolete and, and without killing off the overhead. All right, so really interesting perspective there from Todd. We've seen Black Friday change right before our eyes, and it sounds like in order to keep up with that from a business standpoint, people are going to have to embrace the change. They're going to have to create experiences and evolve with this. So really interesting 
content from Todd Roberson there. It underscores the point, Shane, that in business, you never can sit on your laurels. You have to be constantly innovating, constantly responding to the market, because if you don't, the market will make you irrelevant and somebody else will be the winner. That's just the hard reality of business. And as a shopper, be prepared for those changes as well, of course. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the ROI Podcast. We want to thank Todd Roberson for being on the show today and just providing really some interesting insight about this holiday and everything that it is. And I know I've worked the retail scene. I've been involved with the craziness that that it can be. And to hear about the history and kind of where it's come has been really interesting for me. And Shane, you know, we want to wish our, our listeners a happy Thanksgiving and a wonderful beginning to the shopping season. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the ROI podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. And we will be back here next week, here from the Kelly School of Business. Have a great day.